You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Columbia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier, Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 476 of the Columbia Calling podcast. Great episodes in the pipeline for you, not just today, but future ones. We've got Ollie Ford from the Halo Trust talking to us next week. But this week we have Paula Forero Acosta discussing specialty cacao chocolate products from Colombia with her her new startup called Moshi moshifoods.com check them out the links are everywhere we put them up on Facebook and Twitter and so on so check them out and support our listeners support our interviewees and beyond it's been a great few weeks of course for the podcast excellent interviews not least the 10 year anniversary episode 472 hosted by Emily Hart didn't she do an amazing job and uh, she was also described recently as ineffable uh, by a well I guess a, a raptured listener so that's pretty awesome to get that kind of feedback well we're deep into the summer holidays and I can say that this last weekend I took my children downtown to the planetarium in Bogota to see Salvando Primates you'll remember that from episode I believe it's 475 or 471, actually, with Federico Pardo, who spent four years documenting the primates in Colombia and, of course, the most at risk from extinction. It was an excellent, very interactive, and the final section is this sort of enclosed room with a 360-degree what docu-film, docu-film about, uh, uh, you know, several days and several nights watching the um, primates in their habitats. Very beautiful indeed. So if you can, uh, go down and see that and, of course, support the work of Federico Pardo. And it, a lot of the money that, uh, that you pay for the entry goes back into reforestation projects and towards different NGOs taking care of these critically endangered primates in Colombia. So that was very worthwhile indeed. Uh, right now, we'll go over to Emily Hart with the news this week, the Colombian News Brief. Excellent, as always. And then we'll be back with Paula Forero from Moshi Foods. That's Moshe or moshifoods.com. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash Columbia Calling. And for, you know, the cost of probably less than the cost of a Starbucks right now, you can throw a few dollars our way and help us out. But thank you again for listening. That's the most important thing. And thank you for last week's interviewee, Angela J. Lederach. Uh, you got high praise from my stepmother in California. She said she could listen to you. I mean, for hours. I think that was technically what she spoke and said. She could listen to you explaining these things about the Montes de Maria for hours. So there you go. High praise from my stepmother, Paula. So there you go, everyone. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for not tuning out. Please share. Please comment. Please give us a review wherever you listen on, uh, on your podcast platform. And now over to the Columbia News Brief with Emily Hart. 
The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by... BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own just complete the form on the columbia calling website that's www.columbiacalling.co or the bnb columbia tours website that's www.bnbcolumbia.com and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive columbian adventure so that's bnbcolumbia.com and latin news Dot com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. I'm Emily Hart and these are your top stories for the week of July 3rd, 2023. This weekend, tens of thousands of people took to the streets in over 60 locations in Colombia in demonstrations marking International Pride Day in support of the LGBTQ plus community. It was the 40th annual Pride March in Colombia. The community, however, continue to face stigma and discrimination both in Colombia and across the world. A study released this week by Ipsos revealed that only 51% of people in Colombia support increased representation of that community. Meanwhile, President Gustavo Petro has reached a disapproval rating of 61%, according to an Invermare poll published this week. It's a disapproval rating 4% higher than at the last poll two months ago. His approval rating, meanwhile, is now at 33%, having fallen from 35% two months ago. When Petro took office in August last year, he had a 20% disapproval rating and a 56% approval rating. This latest poll also revealed that 70% of Colombians believe that things are getting worse. However, that figure has fallen 3% since April. Disapproval of the media grew from 55% to 58% and is now at its highest rate during Petro's presidency. 61% of Colombians believe that the government's peace policy is on the wrong track and the Constitutional Court itself is considering a petition to overturn the piece of legislation underpinning it, the so-called Total Peace Law. The cited reasons for the review are procedural flaws. And a movement to overturn Colombia's recently won abortion rights has reached a dead end. The registrar has shelved a referendum which Christian and right-wing politicians had been promoting since last year. The signatures collected by the group did not meet the required minimum. The United Nations has warned about an increase in child recruitment by armed groups. At least 130 children were recruited in 2022, according to the Secretary-General's report this week. Nearly 90 of those recruited were by the FARC dissident groups, around 20 by the ELN guerrilla and around 15 by the Clan del Golfo. Around 20 children died as a result of that recruitment last year. 
The Special Peace Tribunal, the HEPS hearing on extrajudicial execution of civilians in Dabeba, Antioquia, took place last week. The sessions addressed the murder of campesino farmers accused of being insurgents, of people kidnapped from Medellin and killed, and of street dwellers murdered by the army, all to boost reported numbers of guerrilla casualties. 29 mass graves were found in Dabeba, with 27 military perpetrators identified. Crucially, during these hearings, the soldiers, including a retired sergeant, said that these crimes were systematic in the army, suggesting that it was not a written policy, but that extrajudicial execution to boost statistics was a so-called clandestine doctrine, a widespread and open policy across the armed forces enforced by higher-ups. Until now, the military and the government under which the majority of these so-called false positives murders were carried out, under the mandate of then-President Álvaro Uribe, have maintained these killings were isolated incidents. Three Colombian writers have been injured by an explosives attack during a trip to Ukraine, reportedly to express solidarity amid Russia's invasion of the country. Author Hector Abad Faciolince, former peace commissioner Sergio Jaramillo, and Colombian journalist Catalina Gomez were injured while in a restaurant in Kramatorsk, with Ukrainian writer Victoria Amelina, who later died of her injuries. Two missiles had hit the centre of the city, killing 12, including three children, and wounding more than 60. Former Senator Arturo Char appeared at the Supreme Court of Justice this week, charged with aggravated voter corruption over a vote-buying scandal for Aida Merlano's 2018 Senate campaign. The court is seeking the highest available sentence. In the same week, it was announced that another member of the Char clan, influential on the Caribbean coast, and brother of Arturo, Alex Char, will be running for mayor of Barranquilla this year for the Cambio Radical party. If he wins, it will be his third term as mayor. And continuing a downward trend, unemployment has dropped to 10.5%. That's 8.4% for men and 13.2% for women. More than half of Colombians, however, continue to work in the informal economy. That's around 56% well counted nationally, but in rural areas, the figures for informality stand closer to 86%. The cities with the highest unemployment rates are Quibdó, Ibagué and Florencia, the lowest are Medellín, Santa Marta and Bucaramanga. Inflation has also been falling for two consecutive months, though it continues to hold at one of the highest rates in the region. Colombia has launched its much-anticipated Ministry of Equality, with Vice President Francia Marquez taking office this week. In Colombia, one of the world's most unequal nations, the ministry will address various inequalities, each with an allocated vice minister. These include women, territories overcoming poverty, the LGBTQ plus community, youth, ethnic peoples and campesino farmers. Those were your top stories for this week. Thanks for listening. And we're back. This is Columbia Calling, episode 476. I'm Richard McCall here in Bogota, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is your episode with Paola Forero. Paola has been on the show before. She's a personal friend of mine. We're going to 
I don't know, chew the fat. That's chat in Cockney rhyming slang. We're just going to talk about her new enterprise and setups and just, uh, well, catch up on this episode of the Columbia Calling podcast. So, Paola, welcome back. Thank you, Richard. Nice to be here again. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So I can't remember how long ago it was. It must have been more than three years ago that you were last on the podcast or first on the podcast. I think it was 2018. Around. Yes, you know the day we recorded? It was the England-Columbia game at the World Cup. Ah, it's right. Because yeah, yeah, I came yeah. wearing both shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. Not because I support and love both countries very much, but also in case England lost, I could just put on the Columbia shirt. And in case Columbia won, you know, I, you know either, either way around. I mean, I, I was very worried and nervous about which way. To... <laughs> did, did, did Columbia win? That's, no, Columbia lost okay. on penalties, and I was watching oh, yes, it. It's true. I was it's watching true. it with that's your England. husband in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't want to talk to me at the end. <laughs> and it, but we were in an English pub, and there yes. were only like two English people in there, and we really <laughs> felt a little bit uncomfortable. Very <laughs> Bogota, no? So <laughs> it's all right. I actually for the walk home. I took off my English shirt and just wore the Columbia shirt. Good. And I felt a little bit, I felt safer. <laughs> so anyway, people still looked at me because they knew I was a gringo wearing a, a Columbia shirt. But that's, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that was the day we recorded and you were at Semana Rural. So the rural, yes. uh, uh, I bet you're glad you're not working at Semana anymore. Hey, me too. <laughs> we won't go into that anymore right? but you yeah. are in a different side of semana you are in a far more so let's say uh i would say socially aware side of semana it was different yeah it was a special project uh, this project was funded by by international cooperation and what we were doing by that time is uh, we were trying to to find those places in colombia uh that were affected by the conflict, uh, but that uh, uh, found in tourism a new opportunity, no, for development. And um, so we were trying to to find out how to to help those yeah. those those places, no. That was the project about. Yeah. It was really beautiful. I loved, but it it was challenging. No. <laughs> is it still going? It's not still going, is it? Or I don't. No, I I think those uh, uh, they are they yes I think they they stop. I mean they they, they change the the type of projects they mm. they were funding. Uh, yes, yeah. and actually I don't know what what how is it going? No. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> the the pre-Galinsky world at Salama, so exactly. Semana even. And so, so yes, if any of you don't know, uh, the Galinsky family is one of the wealthiest families in Colombia, although most of them live in London all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, they own everything. I mean, you know, there's a few families that own everything. And they've recently just bought up Nutresa. Uh, mm -hmm. But they own Semana magazine, which has been their sort of voice, uh, voice box for politics. They've just mm -hmm. bought El Heraldo, in the, in the Caribbean, and they own uh, El País in Cali. So you can see where they're going there. It's a, it's like another version of succession. 
uh, here in Colombia. <laughs> so there you go. Anyway, I digress, but it's such an interesting story. You worked there. You got out at the right time. Um, I like to say that you're kind of, are you Generation X, Paula? Yes, I am. Yeah, so you and I are very similar in that we, we kind of uh, don't stick to jobs for very long. It's very Generation X. And I think this this leads me in quite nicely is that you quit Semana and then you went to work for Uber. And then yes. <laughs> was there any other job in between there? Mm, no, no. No. No, no. <laughs> but I previously, yeah, you'd worked at the presidency before that, right? I my 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 CV is 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 quite a mess. <laughs> I, had, I have had many many jobs in 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 Bogota, in Madrid, in London, in uh, and in different areas, which is like uh, difficult to understand. Uh, but yes, I, actually, I was gonna say that Uber has been the the place where I have been uh, the longest. So that's like no? three years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there for three years, which well, for me is like. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it was oh. amazing. It's, uh, I, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, maybe this is why we we get along so well is that we understand one another's. Uh, uh, I, it's not a work ethic because I think we work very hard. I just think you know yeah. the, the the need to be our own boss is one of the things, and uh, that's what we're here for. That's why we're chatting because. So pandemic came along and we all reassessed our existences and what we want to do with our lives and everything else. And, and you came out the other side with this new startup in, in Colombian chocolate. Mm. So, okay, I'm going to just let you run with it. This is now your chance to promote. No, don't do that yet. Um, <laughs> so you started up this uh, cacao, let's say, you know, let's say it's a startup. What I mean? Okay, it's called Moshi. That's how we, we know how Moshi. That's M O X E in our language, yeah. but it is a it is a an indigenous language, okay. and it's Amazonian. And yes. Tell us the rest of it. I mean, just tell us everything. First of all, okay, you quit. You quit Uber, and okay, you knew you were going to go into chocolate. Actually, uh, I was. It's a friend of mine. Is my partner currently. Uh, his name is Juan. Uh, so Juan, Juan and I wanted to to set up a, a a business since long time ago. No, we have been like years trying to to decide what to yeah. do together. And but our idea has been always to to have a a business pro, uh, profitable, of course, but yeah. with impact, good impact. No, in terms of social and environment. Mm -hmm. So it was not easy, no, to find out which will be that business, no? Yeah. And uh, more or less two years ago, he, he moved to Spain. <clears throat> and before moving, I was in, in, in Uber. Uh, he told me, like, uh, cacao is the sector, no? In, in a dinner, out of the blue, he just told me, like, cacao, cacao is what we have been looking for. Uh -huh. And I was immediately like, yes, that is, <laughs> no? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so we decided to start uh, this company, basically because uh, the cacao sector uh, is having a, a huge impact in in rural Colombia. No, mm -hmm. uh, indeed, in the after the peace process, uh, it has been named the the peace fruit. Mm -hmm. No, and and is because uh, 
in the territory, most of the territories where uh, the farmers are producing cacao uh, were affected by, by the conflict, no? And uh, cacao is from, from South America, no? From the Amazonas. So uh, cacao is, is historically uh, a product in Colombia, mm-hmm. but because of the conflict, uh, etc., uh, so it has been abandoned, no? But uh, for by many, many, many farmers. And now we realize how important, uh, uh, no, how, the, the good quality that our cacao uh, can reach. Mm-hmm. So it is like starting a new movement in cacao. I always say like cacao from Colombia is experiencing what the coffee experienced like 20 or 30 years ago. No, and it's like we are used to produce cacao, uh, but this is a, a a bad cacao. No, it was a bad cacao. We realized we could uh, produce a very high quality cacao, so we are uh, starting to learn how to produce a really good cacao in Colombia uh, and export it. No, mm-hmm. uh, but this is a process. No, as you may. Imagine, uh, and a lot of efforts have uh, are happening right now to to reach that point. No, it's 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 a fascinating one because, of course, you know, cacao was or has always been sort of touted as the you know the ideal uh, cultivation for 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 the crop substitution. Obviously, the change from coca, so mm-hmm. you know the the, the the plant that produces what well, from way down the line produces cocaine, the sacred coca plant. Um, and cacao was then, of course, touted as the replacement for this. And this was much written into the peace accords in 2016. Um, and a lot of people did it. And then we got the government of uh, Ivan Duque, which kind of strangled these pro- you know, projects. And so I find it very, yeah, I, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? Because I think a lot of the farmers out there are feeling uh, abandoned themselves. Or so, how do you get? You don't have your own cultivations. You've gone down and, and sourced cultivations. Uh, mm. the, these these have to be cultivations with, you know, many years of of practice because cacao it takes a long time, doesn't it, to grow a cacao tree to the proper ripeness? Yeah. It can be uh, around three, four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Uh, but uh, the estimations uh, are that more or less 15% of the current cacao uh, crops were before uh, coca crops. No? Ah. Um, and that without counting other or other types of, of of changes, no, because it's not only about the crops, changing coca for for cacao in, in the crops, but also, for example, you have many many cacao producers who were ex ex FARC or ex AUC, and you can also have many many crops that from people that were. Uh, displayed in the country that came back to their to their land no so actually it's very difficult to really measure how the the cacao crops are impacting posi- positively uh, all these all these uh, victims no in a way 
and and these places. Uh, but um, yes, I'm not producing cacao because our idea, our main objective was not the cacao, but the farmers that produce cacao. No, so the what we are trying to do is to to get involved with all the projects that are helping them to produce a better cacao because it's the only way they can charge a higher price for their cacao, no, yeah. for the beans. Yeah. So so all all the all the support for this technical uh, financial support has come mainly from international cooperation, no? So, uh, fortunately, these uh, countries are still helping, have been still independently of what has been happening with our political uh, environment in the country. So, uh, yes, they, they have continued, they have been doing uh, efforts during the during the time to to help these mm-hmm. these crops so it's it's, it's good okay. it's difficult it's difficult because this this i mean producing cacao is very difficult but then the post production process and the maquila process the fabrication of the chocolate is very delicate no mm-hmm. to to have a very good quality every step of the process is really difficult mm-hmm. so so it has to it, it Efforts are not only for the crops, but also for the maquilas to have proper machinery. Uh, so it's like all the steps of the process are 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 challenging, you know. But this is great. I mean, I, you know, I know that you worked. And we did mention it. You worked in the presidency, and of course, you must. This could have given you all the background needed to get into the regions, and of course, you were in Semana Rural, and you were in the regions. So you've you've seen the people on the ground. You've seen a lot of these places. So how did you and and Juan, your, your business partner, how did you guys choose? Because how many, you have three different three different types? Yes. I tried them all. Three I tried them all. I bought them for my wife, but I ate them. And and which is your favorite? <laughs> I think it was the Sierra Nevada. Okay. I think okay. so. I'm not, I'm not, I can't remember. They were all good. <laughs> <laughs> Choosing, choosing the origin was was a, a a huge task, no? Because uh, we need a, a mix of of criteria, no? So we wanted crops that come from uh, small farmers, no? Because you can also find, and that is on not only because of the people that it was a, a factor, but it's not the only one, but also crops that are doing good for the environment, or at least not damaging it, no? So we wanted uh, that background. Uh, then we wanted a good quality bean, and we were thinking about our customers, our clients. So we wanted an organic bean, mm-hmm. which is not easy at all, no? Because you can find many farmers trying to do uh, um, organic practices, but they are not formally uh, labeled. As organic, no. So, so it was another factor to choose, and then of course uh, we wanted uh, different origins, and because our origin name, no, and the the Amazonas that I would like to talk about it later. Yeah. If you allow me, Richard. of course, of course. <laughs> uh, we wanted also like places with 
eh, eh, enormous biodiversity, no? Mm -hmm. So it was it was not easy to find all these all these things, and and that's the reason we choose this. Ah, no, and then we have another factor. Sorry, because we are exporting to Europe through Spain. And we have uh, enormous uh, strict rules for the cadmium, which is a, a heavy metal that uh, you can find in the in the earth, in the land, uh -huh. no? And we have very good cacaos in Colombia, for example, in Arauca, uh, but it's very easy to have uh, high levels of cadmium from the cacao from, from there, no? So it was another criteria to to choose the the origin of the beans, no, so that's the reason we choose we choose these three, which are Caqueta, which is a, a they call themselves like the door of the Amazon, the the gold door of the Amazon, mm -hmm. because Caqueta is the 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 area in Colombia where the the jungle, the Amazonian jungle, starts from Caqueta to the south, no. So uh, this is a really nice, for me, uh, I don't want to say, but I'm going to say it's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Because you, you feel, you feel the, the jungle, no? In the, in, the in the bar. It tastes exotic. Exactly. Tastes, <laughs> and you feel, you feel the fruit, you feel the, the, the banana, you feel the, I, yes, you feel it. So we choose Caqueta. Then we choose Sierra Nevada, no? Sierra Nevada. Eh, I don't know if if the people that is listening eh, knows, but but this is an a sacred place, no? In Colombia, eh, because of the biodiversity and it has been a spiritual place, very important for for our indigenous since since all times, no? And, and they also are in a very environmentally uh, special place. So yes, we, we choose Sierra Nevada, and and then uh, Huila. Huila is 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 a completely different environment, no. Uh, but they are doing a really good cacao. And actually, I think in terms of uh, associations, cacao bean associations, they they have been really organized and and they are doing an, an a very beautiful effort to to produce a, a really good quality cacao i have to ask the cadmium that you talk about this this uh, element what, what obviously what how does it affect the chocolate it must be it must be obviously uh, negative for our bodies in all of these things but how does it affect the chocolate what is the kind of level that you have to get uh, uh, I I'm I'm not sure about the, the exact uh, numbers, no. Mm -hmm. But they measure like let's say it has to have like less than six percent of of cadmium, no, oh. something like that. So and and the the European level, the the Spanish levels for the cadmium are are really really low, no. So it's 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 kind of difficult, and and there is something you cannot control, no, mm -hmm. because it's in the earth. Because we are in a volcanic uh, land, so that's something you cannot do. Something, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, is is easy when you do uh, mixtures, no. For example, if you mix uh, the the cacao with uh, milk, sugar, uh, fruits, etc., then it's easier because the percentage per tablet 
of the cadmium level are lower, of course, no? But we are producing uh, only cacao, only organic. We are not putting milk, uh, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's really difficult to go to those levels. You are not you are not throwing in any fruit or anything else in there. It's It's straight chocolate? Yeah, yeah. Until now, yes, because okay. we 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 came up with three these mm -hmm. three origins, which are only cacao and sugar, mm -hmm. no, uh, both organics, of course. Uh, but yeah, we hope if we if we are lucky and if everything goes as expected, we will be launching new products in the in the future. Excellent. Yeah. So Kaketa, Kaketa. For those of you listening, of course, the story, the biggest story that continues of, is the rescue of the of the children. The Mukutui children was just inside Kaketa on the borders with Guaviare. So, if you remember that, the forty days lost in the jungle, Kaketa. Uh, uh, it's a truly incredible department in Colombia to visit. The Sierra Nevada up towards the Caribbean coast, uh, very sacred to the Kogi and Arawak and Kankwamo people, all up there, and we. I mean, it's it's a it's a fascinating department, Wheeler itself. When you think of the where you can visit, the San Agustin, uh, mm -hmm. of course, Neva is not a, is quite an interesting city in itself on the banks of the Magdalena River, and of course, you can go up to Villa Vieja and the Tatacoa Desert. And so, so whereabouts? I have to ask then, whereabouts in Wheeler is is your is the cultivation that you you source from? Hmm. Algeciras is the... That's the, towards Caquetá, right? Algeciras, um, more or less, yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, yes. A, that's a problem yes. area. I know that. I know. Yeah. I already know Algeciras yeah. from all of the <laughs> news reports I read. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so you're so that, going up there in your Wellington boots and, and you know, finding the cultivo. Uh, yes. Amazing. Yeah, we, we have... We have this person that is helping us. Uh, um, he is an expert in the cacao sector, no? Mm -hmm. So the point here is like like to know, to be able to to get to the cocoa beans association, the farmer associations, no? Mm -hmm. So so yes, fortunately we he helped us and he's helping us, and and he and the maquila also, no? Mm -hmm. Because we are not. We don't have a fabric. We are, no. We have our brand, but we also wanted to to help. No, is our our main theory is like uh, do everybody has to do their job in a proper way. Mm -hmm. No, so we don't want to start learning some things that other uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> companies or people has 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 done and has taken time to to learn. So what we want is to continue helping every 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 step in the chain, no? Okay. So the maquilas also help us to to get to the to the cocoa beans uh, associations uh, in those territories, and then we went to visit all of them and and check sure. what was the situation, no? Because it's very difficult from Bogota to understand. Yeah, uh, and you turn up like a, a rolita in Algeciras. <laughs> I yes. mean, uh, you know, Bogotana and Algeciras. I mean, Algeciras is, uh, isn't there a dissident group still in that area? I think there is. A far um, I, that's something difficult to 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 know, mm, you know, because careful. of course, yeah. when you know, yes, yes, when mm. you go, 
there, of course, and and it's, it's a difficult conversation. No, it's, it's like when you are outside Colombia and they only speak about uh, Pablo Escobar. No, it's like no. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the same when you are in 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 or I felt the same in Algeciras. It's like we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. No, we want to to show you the cocoa beans, the efforts we are doing, etc. Mm. But not not talking about that. Perfect. Hmm. But yes, I knew. I mean. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I, there are stories about Al Hasiras. Obviously, the people suffer; they are victims, and they want to move forward. So I think. So mm-hmm. before we get into the name and everything else, and you've chosen these amazing areas to get a true variety because you've got the interior, the Amazon, and of course the Caribbean. But um, I want to know that when you talk about the maquilas, so you're talking about this, and then so each of these places where you source your, uh, your you know, your cacao um they have the they have the factory there to produce the chocolate or where do you go i mean where do you where does it all get sent to for the toasting and everything else no so they 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 they, they, as i told you before the process is 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 long and difficult no so every every step has to be specialized so there are many cocoa farmers try to produce the, the the chocolate bars yeah. but the quality is 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 not is not quite good no yeah. uh, so basically what we decided is we source the best cacao beans until they are dry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they um, um, they take the cacao beans from the tree they then they ferment it they ferment the the mm-hmm. the beans and then they dry them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's a very delicate process no yeah. because fermentation has to be uh, it depends the the days and the temperature depends on the of the weather humidity no it's it's very complicated to to do these two processes yeah and then when it is dried they put it into into bags and they bring it to the maquila we choose in Bogota. Okay. So the maquila receives the 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 beans, and in the maquila they they do all the the processing of the of the tablet. Uh-huh. No, it is important to to notice that uh, the sector the, the the quality of the cacao we are the chocolates we are producing are uh, called bean to bar, mm-hmm. and bean to bar is a is a name that not very uh, people usually don't understand but what it means is that it is a, a in a very small productions so you really can control every step of the process for all the products no mm-hmm. so pintuar is more like a, a handicraft an artisan an artisan uh, job mm-hmm. No, that's what it means bean to bar. So we choose this maquila that makes bean to bar. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so they they have small productions that they can control every step of the process. No, this is and I mean, then yeah, go yeah, on. no, 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 and then they just produce our tablets. We 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 bring them uh, the boxes, envelopes, uh, everything, and and they we are ready to sell. 
<laughs> but is it i mean there's so many steps to this um and i can see sort of you know uh, i can even imagine the transportation to bogota thinking oh you know i hope they've got the right seal on it if it rains on them you know i hope the bags are sealed properly <laughs> i can imagine because the fermentation it's so delicate and and what you're doing you've gone to specific cultivations in regions which well you know there there are the the communications the logistics are not easy it's colombia <laughs> and then you you'll bring him to bogota to the to the factory here and it's been to bar so as you're saying it's very exclusive uh a very over i would say you know although the word has been overused and almost doesn't mean what it means anymore but it's a boutique process mm-hmm. uh, it's really really so and then you've got this amazing packaging and everything else you've done it's it's top top quality and of course i know that i know who you are and so of course the farmers and the cultivators are getting a very good price because that's the kind of person you are you you i know you are it it sounds to me like it's an incredibly difficult uh business for you to run a profit with mm-hmm. Yes, uh, actually, it's like uh, it's the maquila, the one uh, paying to the producers, mm-hmm. no? So uh, it's, it's, it's like trying to get that equilibrium, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not easy, no? Because yeah. we, we discuss a lot what would be a fair price, fair yeah. price for them, no? And and it's not that easy. And, and also you have a lot of challenges like climate change, no? Yeah. So, for example, this year, uh, last year we had uh, winter, no? Rainy, rainy all the year. So the production was uh, decreased a lot. Mm-hmm. And then now we are expecting a dry season, no? Because the Nino is coming. So, again, it's going to be a problem. And then uh, it's difficult to produce the, the bean. <laughs> but then if we, if we pay more, then we will... We won't be doing any margin. Mm. So it's like all the time. And, and then we are exporting. So the exchange rate is affecting us. Yeah. So, it, yes, it's, it's, it's many factors. It's, it's challenging. It's, it's, and when you start by your own, no, you don't have the, the financial capacity to. It's, it, to you know, I, I, you I'm thinking like. of it. I'm thinking of this. And then I'm just thinking you know, the exportation to Europe and, and the uh-huh. requirements. And then, so, but Juan is in Spain, though your part, your business partner yeah. is in Spain. So there's there's a huge, huge uh, advantage mm-hmm. there. Uh, but and and you are, I mean, you are the the jack of all trades, the de todero here in <laughs> Colombia. In Colombia, uh, uh, yes. you are the one who rolls your sleeves up and get everything done. This is uh, quite the uh, enterprise, Paula. So okay, let's let's talk but, about but, it. But 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 I, I mean. We are both with our sleeves. Uh, yeah, the, of course, the... don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that uh, he has the easy part, no. no. Uh, selling, selling, and that's something we haven't been able to uh, to understand, especially the farmers in Colombia, mm. no? They think selling is very easy. So, and it's like, that's the most difficult part, mm. no? Actually, for me, it's easier to go to Algeciras <laughs> than selling the product. <laughs> So, I, b- yeah. I believe you i believe you uh totally because of course he's got to do the rounds in like the specialty stores and the mm-hmm. buyers in spain who are 
you know, they've probably already got their providers. So you're going to have to go in and say, listen, you know, mm. this is us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what we Makes do. Sense. Um, are you going to expand from Spain? Yes, we want. Actually, uh, we have a very close uh, friend and, and now she's participating in the business. She's from Iceland. Uh-huh. Uh, her name is Anna. Uh-huh. Uh, she went with us to Caquetá and to many places and, and she was amazed with this. <laughs> <laughs> they they have a say here that the, the jungle gets you. Yeah, no? yeah, uh, like, yeah. uh, is what how we say and and she she suffered she she suffered that <laughs> so anna so anna uh, these the you know uh, chocolate bars are a seasonality product no yes and uh, in europe in the summertime nobody not, nobody likes to eat chocolate no mm-hmm. <laughs> So our idea is this summer that uh, sales in Spain are going down. We are going to move to Iceland with Anna to start uh, searching for these products in, in how to enter these Nordic countries, mm-hmm. no? Through Iceland uh, mm-hmm. with Anna helping us, no? That is a fascinating, and I would never in a thousand years have guessed Iceland. Curiously, I have a chocolate contact in Iceland. So... I'm going to put you in contact. In fact, he was on the show. And just to put this out there, he's from the Czech Republic. Lived in Colombia for a long time. Fell in love with a friend of mine. uh, And they've since moved back. And she's from Meta, uh, Granada Meta. And he sources (laughs) his chocolate from down there. And they've moved back to the Czech Republic now. Uh, okay. I've got lots of stories about him because he's about six foot eight, uh, you know, really, really <laughs> tall. Uh, and he got chased in the Candelaria by some robbers. <laughs> oh, my God. I There's all sorts of stories but, about him. Uh, but is he living where? In, in, in Czech Republic or in yeah. Iceland? No, Czech Republic. But he worked in Iceland teaching people how to make chocolate. Oh my God! So he no, will have amazing. he will have some contacts. This is why it's good to talk. Um, <laughs> this is why I'm going to put you in contact. I'm going to find his yes. details. He's a funny, funny guy. All of his <laughs> his parents came out. This is an aside uh, uh, anecdote here. His parents came out to visit him in Colombia, and they filled their suitcases with like uh, uh, you know salamis and sausage and everything else from the Czech Republic, and their suitcases were stolen. <laughs> Oh no! I think someone or a dog smelt the good food and they stole them all, and so the parents went home with with their with new suitcases, but they filled them up with guanabana, uh, and so they just took back kilos and kilos of guanabana to, to Prague. <laughs> I've seen pictures of them sitting at a table with a whole guanabana with just spoons, just spooning guanabana. <laughs> so oh my god! This is what the kind of person. Yeah, this yeah. is the kind of person you need to be in touch with because these are the people <laughs> yeah. that make things happen. Uh, they're so peculiar that, that you know <laughs> that they have all the contacts. But anyway, let's talk about Moshi. Okay, let's talk about the name as we wind this down, because this is your time now to sell your product to the listeners out there. So Moshi, M-O-X-E. What does this mean? Uh, you know, uh, there are many theories, but the, the strongest one says that uh, cacao beans is originally from the Amazonas, the Cuenca Amazonica. So, uh, 
in, in, in that area, the, the biggest uh, indigenous tribe or one of the biggest is uh, the Ticunas. And Moshe means in Ticuna, thank you. Hmm? And as told you before, our motivation for this business has been always help and to have gratitude. No, so we we thought this this name was expressing exactly what we wanted to do with this with this business. Uh, so Moshe means thank you. And, and I want to take the opportunity to say that uh, the cacao is from the Cuenca Amazonica. That's the reason for us. It's very important, our cacao from Caquetá, no? Because it's like coming back to the origins. Yeah. And that is exactly what we want to do with this product, no? We will like our customers wherever they are, either Europe, uh, but probably in cities, in very sophisticated places, mm -hmm. eating our chocolate, but tasting in our chocolate, the origin of that product. And that origin takes them to the Amazonian jungle, to these territories uh, where the environment is, is so rich and, and these places that we have to take care of if we want to survive, no? Yeah. So that's what we want, for them to tra travel through eating our chocolate. This is wonderful. And I like this. You you sat down and you brainstormed and you thought this is this is what it's going to be. And it's you know what? It looks very exotic as well, the name. And that's very attractive as, uh, you know, Morshi and so on. Now, the packaging is beautiful. I've tried the chocolates. Where can our um, where can our listeners buy your chocolate? In our webpage currently, we, mm -hmm. you can sell, uh, buy them for any place in Colombia and any place in Spain. Mm -hmm. In our webpage, which is www.moshefoods.com. Okay. And you if, can buy yeah. and we, we take it, we deliver to any city in Colombia and Spain. Okay. <laughs> so you don't send to the US yet? Not yet. <laughs> you have to. That's the market. You know it is, and most of my listeners are there. <laughs> we are. We are looking. We are looking for for uh, people that want to sell our product also anywhere. No, because we can export to wherever we want. It's a luxury product, uh, uh, so it's not like a massive product. No, mm -hmm. uh, we want. We are aiming to to specialize uh, stores, coffee shops, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But yes, we are we are looking for opportunities so we can all help this okay. territory and make some profit. <laughs> to the ten thousand of you in the United States that download, I I understand that's probably, you know, a few people downloading more than one a month. But to the ten thousand downloads a month of the Columbia Calling podcast in the U.S., there has to be at least one person interested in setting you up with part of the business in the US. So here it is, listeners out there, and listeners in Spain, of course, because it's direct to Spain, but listeners out there, this is a socially minded, environmentally conscious chocolate product being made by, you know, it's basically, as they said, bean to bar. I mean, you've done, you've, you've sold me, but then you didn't have to particularly uh, because, <laughs> you know, uh, we're all here to support one another. I genuinely believe that. 
but I think it's it's incredible and and you know this the whole story of how it started and you sound so happy Paola it sounds like you've you've found your niche you've found you know you've now broken free of the uh the the shackles of being generation x and made your own <laughs> way <laughs> I, uh, and i think i think it, this is this is it and and so tell me one more thing uh you've got kakata sierra nevada wheela where's the next place you're going to look at we are looking for it it's going to be a surprise ah you can't <laughs> tell me you can't give me the scoop uh Anyway, everybody, www.moshifoods.com. That's M-O-X-E foods.com. I'll put it obviously on uh, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere else, all of our social media ills out there. Please, uh, you know, at least express an interest. If you're in Colombia, they deliver everywhere. If you're in Spain, they deliver as well. So this is a huge deal. This is a huge deal. So let me take this time to say, Thank you, Paula Ferrero, for your time this morning here. We wish you all the best. And we're really looking forward to hearing where the next location of the origin of your cacao is. Thank you, Richard, for the invitation and the opportunity. No, Thank it's you. a real pleasure. And, and obviously, it's so good <laughs> that we've moved on from Samara Rural to Moshi chocolates it, it feels like a a natural and a positive change and this is why we have the podcast as well we try and do things to help people out and of course support one another in these entrepreneurial adventures and and i know it will be a great success so thank you again and of course listeners you can support us at www.patreon.com and also that's forward slash columbia calling so now over to some uh, publicity from some of our Patreons as well. Bye-bye. The Columbia Calling podcast is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. We are also sponsored by BNB Columbia Tours, which is a leading tour operator providing a wonderful range of exclusive small group shared tours for those over 50, along with customizable private tours to both popular and off-the-map destinations throughout this beautiful and diverse country. If you're interested in experiencing one of their unforgettable journeys through Colombia, be it a shared tour with like-minded travelers or creating a unique private package of your own, just complete the form on the Columbia Calling website, that's www.columbiacalling.co, or the BNB Columbia Tours website, that's www.bnbcolombia.com, and they'll be in touch within 24 hours to answer all of your questions and to start the planning of your exclusive Colombian adventure. So that's bnbcolombia.com and latinnews.com. Dot com. Thank you for supporting our sponsors.